Hello, Next Issue listeners. Daniel here. This episode is part one of a two-part discussion on what we would do if we were in charge of DC Comics. Enjoy. Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that entails. Uh, We're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Hey now, welcome everyone. Um, we're doing a little bit of a different kind of episode this week. Uh, everyone's in charge of DC. <laughs> I made uh, I made a, a few questions to kind of test and see what people on the uh, staff here think of DC and what they can do to improve it with no editor in chief in place. And we just did see the DC Universe convert their streaming system to a comic book system for the same for the yeah. same price for the same price. Yeah. <laughs> We're removing all of the video content. You guys get to keep your fucking comic books. But let's, let's the same price. You decide to do DC fandom as two separate days. <laughs> how many people? And now they're doing the streaming service is just comic. Yeah, Listen. Listen, they are also released. They're giving you six additional months of comics because right now it's anything 12 months. Uh, going forward, it'll be anything that's six months after the change. Yay. Listeners can't see this, but I'm making a hand gesture. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let's let's just go ahead and jump in with the first question. I'm going to go ahead and uh, um, say... What is your plan for DC? Just one big change. One thing you would change about the current state of business and who wants to jump on that I, one? I like to start because first all right. of all, I want to wish all my co-hosts a very belated happy Batman day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we are recording this right at, on the... What, the uh, most overrated superhero? Whoa. Oh! Whoa. I said it. Whoa. Actually, when we start looking at numbers... He's the most valuable man. I know, I know. Like, I know he's he, the most popular, but I'm just like, I'm not the biggest Batman fan out. That's what I'm saying. Like, he needs his own. How about, like, how, how about Happy National Green Lanterns Day? Where's that? I'm not seeing you <laughs> over here. We don't celebrate war criminals. <laughs> wow. Wow. Man, this, this got intense fast. Wow. <laughs> uh, the best Hal Jordan is the one from that Earth One book I just read this week. <laughs> oh, but that's a good story. But Kyle Renner, I do love him, and he's part of this. So, all right. Uh, so you you are now editor in chief of DC Comics, yep. Daniel. Uh, what's your first power move? I'm doing away with all the ongoing series except Detective oh. Comics and Action Comics. Whoa! Those two all right. those two series will outlive me if I have anything to do with it. Wow. Okay. Good choice. I like those uh, two. Everything else is going to be uh, a mini series, a maxi series, a limited run series. Uh, and and to steal something from Clay from the last episode, we are gonna do yearly events in graphic in graphic novel form. Um, wow! We're also wow. gonna have a lot of digital first 
things just because I think I believe that's a that's just a good move. It's a solid move to have things that are a little bit uh, more affordable, easier to introduce to the to the reader and just, you know, something that doesn't clutter up your household with thousands and thousands of floppies. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot because that was kind of where I was going on uh, on this too. Yeah, but but I feel like action comics and detective comics are such milestones and such just like important books for just the comic industry overall um, that I, I couldn't get myself, I couldn't bring myself to cancel those. Um, so I think those will be, but, but the main reason I'm making all the other changes is because I'm not a big continuity person. I just want good stories, however long that takes. You know, like okay. if you can tell me a good story in, in three to four issues. That's where we're going to differ. Continuity yeah, I, that's where so, that's where we're going to differ as well. I have almost the exact opposite approach. So, like you can, yeah, I don't. If you if Batman died at the last in your last series, and then somebody else stars a new one where none of that stuff is addressed, I don't. As long as it's a good story, I don't. I don't really care. No, but it's... yeah, no. I mean, that's that's just what I would do. Uh, but I'll I'll leave it up to you guys now to you know. Okay, I'm, and le, le, Kyle, you go next because I'm going in a completely different direction. Okay, so my big thing is so we're gonna have a finalized, you know, a finalized battle, perpetual or whatever her name is, one who's in, basically the mother of the anti anti monitor, the monitor, and everybody else. DC is gonna have one last battle, and we're gonna come to the formation of a sort of pre-crisis, no, sorry, pre-52, but mixed with some of the changes they've done now. DC Universe, because I want, I want to go back to what we were at. Like, Superman was a part of the JL, not, not the JL, part of the Legion of Superheroes. The formation of the JLA was the original seven, all this stuff. But something's going to happen. After they have this final battle with Perpetua, it's going to open up this, some rift. So basically, this is what I, and, and this is going to come to something, I, I thought a lot, a lot about this, but basically it's going to open up some kind of rift within the DC multiverse that's going to allow it to open up to all other multiverses out there. So basically, DC is opening its door to allow any any crossover with any other comic property out there that can happen. So they're going to have the DC multiverse is going to be open to the Marvel multiverse, the Turtle multiverse, the Archieverse, and so basically they're going to have a direct access to any other. If they want to allow a crossover to happen, they're not going to make some big, you know, uh, uh, legal battle. But it. it's like, look, if Batman wants to crossover and have and have interaction with Captain America. We're going to allow this to happen because right now in the DC multiverse, they have access to the full multiverse. And so we're going to allow this to have access to any other comic property out there that they might want to destroy with. Kind of a nexus of all realities, yeah, like exactly. a man thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's you know cool. how I like that because now I'm thinking of, of team ups. Well, what? See, you know how I'm a huge crossover nut, like whenever you do like the problem. Yeah. This one, this, if, if we want to see the Avengers uh, or see the X Men team up with the Teen Titans or. See the Doom Patrol team up with the X Men. We can allow this. This can actually happen where this uh, this will be a lot more legal ease of the legal battles and can allow the actual junctures to happen. So we're we're going to see the crossover, like you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover with Teen Titans. Okay, does every I already have a pitch for you. Well, I want to, Tom Taylor doing a uh, Legion of Doom invades uh, <laughs> He Man's universe. Oh. oh. Wow, I think 
I think I think Kyle is like the number one fan of that comic already. I'm like, we did versus the Masters. Like, I oh, Roboto <laughs> versus Solomon Grundy, Lex Luthor versus Man at Arms. I want, I want, there. I want the. You guys remember that Muppet show that they redid recently? That was kind of like an office sitcom. Oh, I yeah. love that show. That so show was I want, great. I want those Muppets. Uh, they move their office. They rent out a floor at Titan's Tower. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh my god that's i was awesome. sort of going a little bit differently i was going to go the, the the muppets crossover with powerless uh, yeah oh, that could work that would that would work yeah so it's the muppets yeah. powerless and uh what's the what's the marvel one um and damage, oh, control. damage, control. damage control yeah all you in just the same bring them all, all in all in the same building so you have like the yeah. lunch hour lunch hour with all three so you have to interact <laughs> oh my god this would be so gorgeous <laughs> that, would be, that would be cool. That would be very okay. Cool. So you basically are opening the door to God, collaborate yeah, with anyone. My whole thing is DC's—they're basically, excuse the language, fucking themselves over with everything. In my opinion, with all the decisions they're making. So let's open the door to where basically let's not limit to what they can do now. If you yeah. want, to, if you have a favorite character, let's have that Moon Knight versus Batman fight or crossover or, or you know thing. Let's have—I mean, I loved it. You know, back in the day, I, I'm not going to give the storyline. That big of a thing, but back when we had uh, Amalgam, there was a uh, second uh, DC Marvel crossover where basically you had uh, the guy who was the bridge, whatever his name was, he falls into um, uh, Dr. Strange's uh, uh, house, the, the uh, Justice League show up, and then he basically brings the X-Men. So you have the X-Men versus Justice League. Of all the fights you could have together, that was just like an amazing, like, you know, kind of thing to happen. So I'm like, yeah, please allow, just allow it to happen. I want to see these crossovers. I think there's a, a great opportunity for these. I mean, IDW is doing, even, granted, they have all these properties under the belt, but when you are, when you have Doctor Who meets Star Trek, when you have, you know, Planet of the Apes meets King Kong, when you have T- yeah. TMZ meets Batman, you're like you have these amazing crossovers. Like, I think that's a perfect, oh, G.I. Joe with a $6 million man. Things you never thought would happen. I think you have the perfect uh, ability, and and this could lead to miniseries, could lead to possible TV spinoffs, to a possible like movie. I mean, I think you have the possibility for this to work really well. Do you guys yeah, remember I, the the Return of Bruce Wayne comics where he where Darkseid sent him to the past and he was like a pirate and a caveman? Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want yeah, yeah. I want two lost episodes after this this oh. universe with with Kyle, where he trains with Usagi Jojimbo. And then also Master Splinter is one of his masters. Oh, that would be that awesome. Would be cool. You know, I was going to make a really bad joke, but when you said, uh, when he goes back to be like on the Old West, I was like saying, like, maybe have, um, oh, what was the character's name? Um, have Batman team. Jonah Hicks. The of Bonanza. Oh. <laughs> Bonanza. Wild Wild West. Which yes. Started oh, watching. God. That would yeah. be so awesome. That would oh. be awesome. He's I would the buy train. the rides. I would buy the rights to Gunsmoke and insert Jonah Hex into episodes. Oh, that'd be so cool. This is perfect. (laughs) It's just all fun. I buy all the, I buy my own comic books. (laughs) Think of all, yeah, think of all the variants. Okay, now Josh, what's your big plan? I have a totally different approach. I, I walk in day one and I'm clearly the guy that misses the 80s. So my thing is, readers are exhausted by everything that Daniel and Kyle just said. They don't want crossovers. <laughs> they don't want mini series. They don't want limited series. So my thing is, they come in. We basically end every title, right? Except wow. like like action and stuff. We start them over. It's not a reboot. We're starting them over with classic numbering, which I know they've done before. But then we just let them go. 
it's like the 80s again series are like soap operas right readers running and running readers just jump in wherever there isn't this fear of like oh we have to have a good jumping on point or whatever oh this is gonna cross over this no no i i abolish crossovers and by that i mean that doesn't mean that characters can't appear in other people's books they do it's just organic it's on the fucking cover there's no ad for it there's no build up to it it's just hey look this month you know uh, Batman is in is in Green Lantern. I want to read that. Let me pick that up. Right. I so, will, I, I want to give one thing on this. I, I will be fine right. if because they, you know, the one thing I loved about the eighties was in a comic story, it was contained in one issue. You didn't have a fucking story crossover. Yes, to and and yeah. that was the other thing I was going to say is that we said this. Uh, we bring back the editor's notes. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, for more information on what they're referring to, go see this issue. Right. So readers are left in the dark. Mostly self-contained issues. Right. That's what I loved about that new that that. new Green Lantern run is it felt like reading a classic comic. Right. It was like I picked up one issue. It's one story. One thing happens. Right. And again, that doesn't mean that I as EIC say you can't have multi-issue stories. Right. But but they're rare. Um, But but here's the update to it. The key to this is to make it easily accessible to, to 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 readers. Back when I was a young kid, I just went to you know the the corner store and there was the spinner rack and I flipped mm. through them and I grabbed what I wanted. Now what made it hard was if they didn't carry the next issue I wanted, right? Or I missed it, I was just screwed. So my thing is they need now with the single issue focus to market it like a podcast. Readers need to be able to just have a feed and your issues just pop into it. Ah, so the other like thing that. is we lower the price of single issues to something like 99 cents so that the, it becomes almost a no-brainer to just say, oh, hey, Batman's in this you know, issue of Green Lantern. I want to read that, right? 99 cents, I'll pluck that down. But you can pay a premium price, say, I don't know, five bucks, which seems like a lot, but you get every prior issue in your feed. Oh, okay. No matter where you are, right? Hmm. So, so, so the I and, and and also, and this is going to be hugely contentious. We go purely digital, no print issues anymore. Wow. Because the idea is to get this to readers, right? And it's I I know I've just killed the you have just killed the story industry. Yeah. I would I would have to sit down and think of a way to I'm incorporate out. them into it, right? Uh, you know, to find a way to do that because I don't want to kill them, but I'm thinking about the future of the industry here and readership and getting stuff to them. So those are those are my big changes. I'm gonna insert that uh, uh, video kill the radio star song. <laughs> <laughs> ch- change the lyrics to Josh killed the comic jo- book shop. Josh killed the friendly local go- comic store. Yeah. Okay, but uh, we could we could do that, Josh. But you have to go to each comic shop and break the news to them. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, you have to go close each one personally right. and fire their staff. All, I'll say this right now. If <laughs> employee all digital, I'm done. I'm done reading. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be weird. I'm sorry. If, if, if we lose the print aspect of comic books, I, I'm done collecting. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't uh, have anything to collect. Well, no, I know, but I mean, no, no, no I can still digitally, but I'm, I'm just not going to read anything else. If you want me to read the stuff, I, I want to have a hard, I, I need to have that tactile form in my hands. Yeah, okay, I mean, we, okay. it's another media elevation. Like when you go from DVD to Blu-ray, there are things that don't make that transition. I've been looking for digital stuff that, that that's only in print. And yeah, what about this then? Like, as 
So what if from DC's perspective, right, from the publisher perspective, everything is digital, but they work with the friendly local game store, game stores, comic stores <laughs> to uh, they use that that phrase in both in, in both sectors um, to basically do almost like a print on demand and variants. Right. So not that the comic stores are printing, but the only printings are done through orders through the comic stores, which is kind of how the models worked up to this yeah. point anyway. Right. Um, DC works with printers to print them, including variants, right. That readers get to select beforehand. How, and many, those how are, many variants? Uh, that, uh, that I, I don't know. But how many uh, I want, like any variant I want. I'm no, mo no I'm, more than 10. I'm back okay. In. <laughs> I, I've got an idea. How about this? Okay, if you're doing print on demand, yeah, then you can do custom covers. You can right. say, yeah, hey, like point. you know, we, we're going to do a blank cover and and sell it to you, but I'm selling it to you in advance. Send me an image you want on the cover, and we'll print it. So you right. can print your own covers. You know, that would be cool. I guess one thing we didn't think of is that Josh didn't. I mean, first of all, Josh didn't close down the store because he's only head of DC, right? DC is not all comics. Right. True. No, that, that's a good point. Yeah. But also, like, you can still collect all those things into trades and hardbacks and stuff. And no, no, no. That's the so that's the way you keep nope. the old fan mm -hmm. excited and collecting. You never put those variant covers in the digital oh. trades. Oh, I see. You right. can only yeah. get them at the comic stores. Okay. Because yeah. again, it's 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 print on demand. Yep. So and that actually, in some ways, controls the collectability. Right. Because there truly is X number of them out there. Right. But as EIC at DC, which sounds very weird to say, um, we are purely digital. Right. We are we are we're getting that new generation of fans. We're getting it to the old generation of fans. I, I want it to be like a podcast feed. Right. When I open my podcast, I'm like, oh, there's a new episode of whatever right yeah i want to be able to just look, go oh hey there's a new episode oh you know what i'm five behind let me just go back a few and, and start reading it's not the comiXology model where you they're basically a digital version of your physical store i'm talking yeah. about this is true digital delivery right almost a subscription model so okay you would just get a feed of stuff and you could select what you want to buy it's just basically custom tailoring what you want I, I I think even you don't get to select what you want to buy. Again, if you pay that slightly premium price, you just get everything before it. Okay. All right. It, access to everything. So uh, yeah, I, I so okay, so that's it. You're gonna you're I, I think you're sounding a lot like the guy who's coming in is gonna do. I think we're gonna see Oh really? Interesting. I, well, he's coming from an esports background, so he's very digital heavy. He, yeah, you know, I'm curious what the numbers are digitally. But uh, like DC, like I started looking up sales numbers when I started researching this and like DC does 30% at, in January did 30% of what Diamond did. Now you go, Whoa. yeah, DC, uh, Mar Mar Marvel's half. Marvel has half of. Holy uh, God, really? Yeah. <laughs> but then you ship in a few months and after COVID, they have a new distributor. And so now the numbers are different. So I started trying to do a numbers thing and I, and it just wasn't. It wasn't well, working. I was, I was just trying. This is the last thing I'll say. I was just, I was trying to find a way to combine my love of the experience of reading comics in the '80s 
the 80s, really, with a new digital world and a new digital delivery system, right? Um, and, and, and I feel like the way that publishers now do it is they, sp they split the difference. Rather than just have their IP be involved in these just ongoing stories that are mostly self-contained, that readers can jump into at any point, they just keep doing more and more miniseries, event books. And and I, I feel like, it, I, like I as a reader, I'm overwhelmed, right? Yeah. And this may be anecdotal to me, but it's like you guys will bring up like, oh, did you read this miniseries or that miniseries? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I just want to read Thor. Like, <laughs> why, do I, why do I have to go find all this shit, you know? Yeah. So it, I would much rather be told, hey, go read Thor issues 366 through 369. And I'm like, cool, I'm there, right? I mean, yeah. even finding shit in comicsology is nearly impossible. Yeah. Because you yeah, gotta like true. you've gotta put in the right name. You've gotta I mean it just it's I mean, really hard to find what you want to read these. We days. we just saw it with the Black Panthers with giveaway stuff, right? Like how many Yeah. How yeah. many titles did we have to go through and like I had to make a list of like make sure I didn't miss any of the, right. the names that are Black Panther related. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. so I'm 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 done, Clay. You go ahead. Oh, Clay, oh okay. What about you, Clay? Uh, I, okay, you know, I kind of started looking at the numbers and uh, just kind of had this. This is my soft pitch. Singles will be event books only. <laughs> Whoa. Because those are the only cliffhangers that need to happen. I, if I want to go okay. to my store, I want to get like a three-issue Batman story. I can get that. If I want to get a 12-issue uh, Catwoman story, I want to go buy a book. I want to buy something so that while maybe an event goes on that's 12 months, you know, so you got your first first issue in January, you could read like a bunch of books in between while the cliffhangers happen every month. And then, you know, like the books are going to change after that last issue. And so I think people will, will you know, kind of obsess on that as the because all I saw in sales for DC was death metal deceased they're you know they're event books so that mm. obviously sells for them so that but then i got kind of bored with this and said you know what i want to do i want to go buy harry potter <laughs> <laughs> so with the with the yeah so listen to me this is my weird pitch you know with uh, jk rowling has a lot of hype around her right now it's a lot of negative uh, negative yeah. stuff um what do you think the Potterverse is worth if she sold it the way George Lucas sold Star, Star Wars? Wars? He sold Star Wars at the time for four billion. Yeah, is I, Harry I, Potter worth more or less than that? Now, probably less, just because of all the stigma that she has going upon with what's going on. Right. No, but you know, it's it's funny. I was just reading an article about how Warner Brothers seems to just be taking the harry potter universe from her right yeah. they, they they came out and said the new game that's coming out she's not even involved in yeah so, so. that's the path i'm going i want to okay. be part of the warner brothers takeover of harry potter <laughs> i want uh dc will have a new line of potter comics written Ooh. by new exciting authors drawn by new exciting kids who've grown up with harry potter who want to work on this book and at um, least a few of them have to be trans women Please. Exactly. Excellent. That is I the plan. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be for all, and that's the that's that's what, the way I structure my books. I think 
singles and trades you can you can angle at kids i would say under 18 then i think you sell your hardbacks or all mature reader type books and when i sell a hardback on a book um if if it is a collection of trades if you buy those trades digitally then you can get the hardback nice okay. nice um, no, I, I i like that i like that a lot but my main pitch is once once I get this Potterverse in order, that is the platform, that is the IP platform for future movies, the way comics are now. Mm. I mean, you just have a bunch of people who are writing, doing, uh, you know, in this world that they've loved and grown up in, and you turn it into a platform to launch movies of whatever you want. But I think Harry Potter becomes side by side with DC uh, in comic books, and that's what I would do. I like it. That's awesome. I mean, because really the only Harry Potter outlet you have are, I know there are some trades and there's some anime stuff, but I don't know. I kind of want to see <laughs> Americans do it. I know that seems dumb to say, but I don't want to see this kind of artwork. This, I don't know. I didn't like the manga artwork at all. It seemed very, I don't know how to describe it. Like, like Harry Potter has a very, this is going to sound bad to say, but it has a very Western European kind it's of British. feel to it. Yeah, exactly. Look British. <laughs> I mean, whatever that means. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to build a, a Harry Potter cinematic universe off of, you know, doing 10 years of Harry Potter comics and owning the IP at D.C., I think if I think if you take that over, you have a whole magical universe you can play in, and and you know Harry Potter took took place at one time, Fantastic Beasts takes place at another time. You just have a whole timeline to play with and a magical history to to just do stuff with. Uh, so that's my big change at DC. We're, we're getting breaking news. Uh, Clay, I think it's saying go read something called Books of Magic by. <laughs> We're gonna get there. Oh, we're gonna oh, get yeah, there. Yeah. No, I've got I've got plans for that since I'm in charge of black. Where's my books so. of magic note? Neil Gaiman will be bringing Tim Hunter into the Harry Potter universe and kick his ass. Nice. I love it. It's <laughs> gonna skateboard right over that dick. Yeah, we we were talking about that. Um, um, uh, that you can edit all the shit out. Just edit this shit out. <laughs> there is a channel I watch that has great. Uh, um, no, I don't want to go off on a rant. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> do, do it. Do it. That's what we do, no. man. Uh, I was okay. So there is this channel I watch on film criticism that I really love. I love it so much that he did like three hours on Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> and you watched all three hours. And I watched it because oh, this dude, this dude dug deep. He read <laughs> the fan fiction. He oh, read wow. the edits. He read it went all behind the scenes for everything. And he just talked about like the making of the movie from beginning to end and how, you know, it that uh, Fifty Shades is a Twilight ripoff. Yeah. From Twilight and, Fantasy, yeah. Yeah. And she's never pursued any legal action against her, as far as I know, because she's basically ripping off, you know, her characters. What is it? Stephanie Myers. Yeah. And so Shelby and I were talking about that, the way Tim Hunter uh, is being ripped off 
into Harry Potter because Tim came around in 1990, yeah, which is the same, which, which is the same year that J.K. Rowling got that uh, napkin and scribbled down, you know, kid with magic. <laughs> magic little um, boy with glasses, bitch the skateboard. Yeah, so um, so I was Shelby said she had read that Neil Gaiman <clears throat> had been interviewed about Harry Potter and and just he goes you just have to be the bigger person like he could have gone after her for stuff you know because tim hunter even looks like him i mean yeah. tim hunter has the round glasses he just looks like harry potter and I, I, uh she I, just said that, that that neil gaiman was just you got to be above it all well i i also wonder if i i'm i'm not a lawyer i'm not an, a legal expert in ip but i feel like Visual similarities aside, the worlds are very different. And I think by the time that got to court, it just wouldn't fly. And I, and I, I suspect Gaiman knew that. Um, yeah. So. so. So, yeah, I just wrote that down. I just thought it would be interesting to put Tim Hunter in the Harry Potter verse. We could use Kyle's gateway. There you go. <laughs> Wait, um, what do we get to my answer for, for uh, 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 number two? Or no, uh, is it? Wait, is it? No, number. Wait, shit. Where? Is it? Well, oh, you, I took it out. That's why. If you no, want, no, I got it. If you later want a, on, if you team. want a summary of Kyle's um, cause pitch, just go watch the Batman Lego Movie. <laughs> <laughs> every every universe. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> so, question number two: What would be your dream book to put together at DC? I got a good one. Um, all right, Josh. Josh? Go ahead. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'll start. Okay, here's my dream book. And I say this, the caveat is this will never fly by any of the AT&T overlords. But my dream book as editor of DC would be to bring back Dave Gibbons and Alan Moore for a true Watchmen follow-up that takes place after the TV series. So the TV series is still canon. They develop on from that. Here's the kicker, though. In the same instance, DC does a mea culpa and gives back the legal right to the characters to Moore and Gibbons, as they promised them originally. Because I can't think of any other way to get Alan Moore to come back and write this thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he won't, he won't. So, so they say, hey, we fucked up 30 years ago, right? We're giving back the characters, you guys now own them. Go do with them what you will. And 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 what made me think of this was if Lindelof stays true to his word, and I think he will, he's not interested in doing Watchmen Second season two. two, right? So DC, You can always find somebody who is. I know, I know. But I, as editor, would argue for DC at this point, we can leave it there. It's a fantastic ending. We're done with these characters as characters we own. Let's do right and give them back to Moore and Gibbons. Let them do what they want. Publish it, right? And we're out. So that, that's my dream book. But then you would basically be writing out the characters that they're trying to write in right now. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I said <laughs> it, would, it would never fly. As long as it yeah. happens after the Tom King book, I'm going <laughs> You don't want him <laughs> to get Wally book. West back? Oh, I just want him to like finish the the Rorschach book, and then we can, you know. Yeah. Oh. But but you want another Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons book? I I, I will be honest with you. I I don't. <laughs> what I want is to 
go back and basically make right. I, I'm I'm Sam Beckett in Quantum Leap. I'm going to go back and make right what what went wrong. Right. I'm going to give them the legal right to the characters as DC way back when originally promised them. Okay. All right. So yeah, and let's Kyle, get a book out of it. Kyle, what's your dream book? I thought about this long and hard, but I honestly what basic. Okay, so. Why is it Kyle Rayner? out in space doing whatever he's doing right now? You've got John as a part of the league. I want to see Kyle come back as the Green Lantern of Earth. Like he basically, he's the artist. He feels like he's lost his trajectory as an artist. He wants to come back and basically his whole thing is to basically be sole Green Lantern of Earth now and try to make connection with the people that he used to like, you know, find out what he's missed since he, when he first got the ring. And so he's now fully back as Green. John will still be in the Justice League, but he basically he's going to be dealing with still more of the intergalactic messes. So Kyle's going to be solely the protector of Earth, Earth's sole Green Lantern. Who, who's your writer? Who's your artist? Honestly, I don't want to go back to this Ron Mars and you know maybe see if he come back and redo the stories because that's when it was hot. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Banks on art. Yep. I like it. I, I like it. it. I like it. I love Daryl Banks' art. Doesn't yeah, get enough yeah. respect. Oh my god. Um, Daniel, why is your uh, book your your dream book a Batman book? <laughs> it is. It is, but it's not. Oh, okay. what? It's, I am so. In. My book is actually planned for for three different volumes. Oh God. <laughs> the first volume. The first volume is called Superman Action Comics Grand Design. Okay. Whoa. Oh, I like it. Whoa. <laughs> this the is second, awesome. All right. All right. Go on. The second volume is Batman Detective Comics Grand Design. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm on board. And, and I'm going to take a guess at the third one. It's a Wonder Woman Sensation Comics Grand Design. Oh. I, I was going to go with Ambush Bug. Yeah, oh, cool. that was a, I want that, was that too. Can that be the fourth? Yeah. He's the he's the narrator. So, um. Yeah, Ambush Bug is at, it's at the back. It's like a few pages at the back of each book. <laughs> That's um, yeah. awesome, though. I would that love is to really, see those so, three books. So, in in the model of like X, yeah, yeah, and just like and either, FF, yeah, you know, get like Ed Piscor, oh. Sioli, to God, that if, would be awesome. If they are all done by Tom Sigoli, I swear to God, I will have those on my fucking top bookshelf right yeah. now. Yeah. If he's the yeah. artist for those books, I mean, Ed Piscor yeah, did a great I job on that and stuff too. Yeah, oh, my, yeah. the Fantasy Four stuff he did was amazing. Yeah, so either you know one of those two, um, just kind of like streamline everything kind of put everything yeah. in a neat little box. I think those are the three characters that are like the, I mean, they're the longest running at DC. I think the next one's probably flash or something. So, I mean, if we want to keep going, we can definitely do like flash grand design and stuff like that. Honestly, I'd like to see it because it's never been done. He, he's the backbone of the JLA, but I think Martian Manhunter grand design would be an interesting story. Yeah. To see like, what wow. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, with the Superman one, I'd love to see the rest of the Superman family. I'd love to see a version yeah. of Steel, uh, yes. Steel's daughter, all of yeah. them. Yeah, so I think uh, I think that would be, and they should be oversized, like the the hip hop family tree book. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, yeah. you know stuff like that. So, damn, that's awesome. I love that. That's a yeah, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, God damn any, it, DC, get on that. <laughs> any any guesses of what character I picked? Ambush oh. bug. No, <laughs> you son of a bitch! I picked him. I no, thought, I thought, I thought for sure Josh would pick. I, I uh, didn't. I, there's no ambush bug in my entire list. <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Etrigan. No, but oh. he will come up later. Uh, okay. Nightcrawler. Uh, Marvel character. <laughs> no, I know. I, I said that as a joke. <laughs> um, 
I went with Wildcat. I okay. won. Oh, I won a seventies right. pulpy crime novel with it's, Wildcat ooh, written it's by seventies. It's funny you said seventies. I written by Ed Brubaker and drawn by Sean Phillips. Oh, that's awesome! Shit. That is my dream book. Love it. I love it. I I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see here. What was the third? <laughs> in that nice in that nice hardcover format that the other oh. books come. Okay. So the next so the next question: How would you run Black Label, Batman, Superman titles in any book you currently subscribe to? Now we we divided this up. Like I only focused on Black Label, right? You can do anything you want. You can do anything because oh, oh, I just kind of yeah. I, I wrote I, down I, some things I'd like to see, and that was it. For, for I this, just yeah. I just focused on Black Label. Sorry, yeah, I, David, I just did ahead. Batman stuff on this one. So okay. Uh, so I I can start for this one. Yeah, go with Batman. I want to hear it. So I would do the Batman book, and it would run a little bit like like a like seasons of a TV show. So we just have Batman. There's no linear storytelling. We're just telling. It's it's kind of like uh, Tales for the Dark Knight, you know, Tales of the Dark Knight type of book. That is just these are things that have happened in in Batman's tenure as Batman, including like all the other stuff, uh, like you know having different Robins. So you know one week, a, a few weeks could be like Batman hanging out with, you know whatever the Justice League or or how he met Dick Grayson Robin and stuff like that, and you just there you tell the story and that's a whole season and then that's it like you move on to the next uh like a, a chapter so there's no there's no big continuity or anything you're just i just want batman stories um and then we would also have you know just a big a big event uh that i want to call batman beyond crisis where and i talked a little bit about this at the last one where terry mcginnis gets sent to the present and Bruce Wayne gets sent to the future. Uh, but then, so in order to figure out how to get them back, Terry McGinnis, as much as he's a great Batman beyond, he's not a great Batman in, in the present, like without all the tech, right. because the tech doesn't work in the, in the present. So he must become Dick Grayson's Robin to learn how to be Batman. <laughs> Oh shit! I like this because I love Dick Grayson as Batman in yeah. you know, that, that brief period of time that we got him as. Um, and you know, Damien goes off to try to find his dad, so there's a, a void missing for for Robin. So Terry McGinnis, since he has really nothing else to do because he's just stuck in the past, and there's nobody else that can help him figure out how to get back. Um, in the meanwhile, Bruce Wayne is in the future with his older self trying not to mess up the timeline by finding out too much. But then also it's just very like, this is what you become. So it's more, that was the world's greatest detective. If yeah. somebody just slips and hints at something, he should be able to figure out yep. the future. <laughs> so, so that, that's what I want. I just want Batman stories, but this, this, this would be the, the big focus of it all. Like that big event that, you know, it could take, I, just looking at the numbers, Batman does so well that if you just did more Batman, I think it would just keep selling just as well. <laughs> I think I think Harley Quinn said the best. Batman fucks. <laughs> so. I think that's the title of this episode. That's awesome. I'll, ma- I'll make a note. I don't know if Apple would let us awesome. have that on the title, but yeah, we'll figure All it right, out. All right, Kyle. Uh, you could, yeah. Kyle, which yeah. uh, 
I'm gonna leave this one. I'm gonna leave this wide open. I'm gonna leave Black Label as a creator-centric uh, story. Basically, you, you it's a think of a sort of Elseworlds. You bring in a, uh, a new creative team to do store a more mature-based stories based on DC's characters. So you can do Ambush Bug. You could Intrigon. You could do Batman or Superman. It could be Titans. But it's but they're basically more. You, know, you try to bring in a good creative team that's gonna be you know a single-based story and just more mature-level-based uh, stories that they're telling. Yeah, and that's what Black Label was to me. It's like it's basically it's not necessarily Vertigo, but it's them being able to tell stories that the normal typical co- uh, kids aren't going to pick up on the racks. So you know, let this be more you know. Bat dick. Let that be that what it is. Bat dick. <laughs> Bat dick. Um, Josh. Uh, what Kyle said, but further, um, I uh, in looking at Black Label, I think Black Label is a great idea right now, and they've been doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job with it. However, I feel like they need to double down on it as, like Kyle said, the place where not only are these the more adult books, which got to hate that term, but also the more experimental books. So my, my feeling is Black Label becomes the new Vertigo. And so by that, I mean they don't have to use standard IP. They can bring in original ideas and characters. It also oh. becomes the new – if you remember uh, – um epic no no no. sorry when um dc had all of their imprints like in the 80s and 90s so it becomes the new paradox press it becomes the new neon lit right okay. all right but they don't need to have all these different terms for it. it's just it's all black label right black label is perfect yeah and on top of that and this is where if we go back to my original idea as eic this becomes the place for all of the limited series for all of the you know the tom king 12 issue runs kind of thing you know uh this is where those are which they're kind of doing already right um because these are the standalone stories the more mature stories the stories that are not part of the monthly podcast feed right this is this is this the standalone stuff yeah um so that's that's how i would handle black label um the yeah, the one thing I said I wrote down about this was Black Label will quit putting out issues. They just need to put out books. I don't think that, I need to. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if yeah. they're mature, why are we buying oversized magazines? This isn't like the seventies, and we're getting bagged stuff from behind the counter. Uh, right, it's up by the Playboys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if uh, if I'm getting a dark Batman book, I shouldn't have to have it serialized and wait you know, three months for the whole thing to come out. Mm-hmm. I just want to buy a book. Uh, I think you make it uh, an imprint of uh, hardbacks because you're selling to mature readers. But if you want to sell it digitally, you trim it down. Your books are going to be nice. You're going to have like additional material and stuff, but your digital will be straight story and half the price. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, I, I I wrote down like what I would like to see as far as a title because I'm kind of imagining Black Label as like what heavy metal was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I want to pull in artists you've never seen before from Europe, uh, from you know South America. I want to have like you're going to see new different kinds of looks uh, in these books because they're going to be experimental. I'm basically building off what Kyle said, what you said. I just I thank you. I, <laughs> I just I think Black Label can be more than what they're making of it right now. 
And bottom line, it doesn't need to be monthly issues because it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, maybe a trade that collects all three, but I think bottom line, you, you, the people who are buying this have money and would like to see a nicer set if they're buying that 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 quality of book. Yeah, like yesterday, I went to the I went to Boomerang because I hadn't been there forever and I needed to pick up some books around my pull list, yeah. and I saw that the the what is it joker killer smile trade came out and i was like oh this looks so good like i want to have it but i already have all the killer smile individual ones so i'm like i think at this point black label books i i think i rather just have the collected edition because the hardcovers are so nice but i do uh, like the different covers on the individual ones so i don't know i'm a little torn there because i like i think both the single issues have an appeal to me yeah, uh, but but then again, like the hardcovers are so nice that, but I didn't I didn't end up buying it because I was like I already have this I really don't need it. I I never want to say never, but like <laughs> I kept going. What if Black Label had an event book because I had event books being monthly, and then I'm like I would never want to put that in that world. Yeah. But then never say never. <laughs> um, here here's my one pitch of a book that I'd like to see on Black Label. Um. A painted Blue Devil book, maybe by Nicholas oh. Scott or John Bolton. Yeah. It's a fully dark occult book by uh, James Tinian. Is that right? James yeah. Tinian. Yeah. Uh, I love his Justice League dark stuff. And his other book is called, uh, what is it? All the Children or... Something's Killing the Children. Something's Killing the Children. He, I think if if you put him on a black label book, you could get some really dark, weird shit. So I'd yeah. love to see that. All right. Next All right. question. I've How do you a... get more readers? Oh, I've got... Oh, wait. Are we skipping the team book? Oh, wait a minute, Dad. Number five. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I jumped in. Okay, I've got a good one for this. Can I start? Yeah, I do too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead, All Josh. Right. So... I was thinking, okay, you know, uh, you guys turned me on to the DC Digital First titles, right? And I read yeah. Gail Simone's run on Flash. I, I, I loved them. I thought they were great. They're a good price point. The problem I have with them is that, A, you can't tell if they're part of, like, if I'm a new reader, I'm like, oh, that's the Flash comic. But it's not. It's like its own little self-contained world. It's very strange. So I propose for new readers this. And this, again, is my big holistic view of everything, right? We have the standard monthly issues, digital-only, print-on-demand at comic shops. We have Black Label, which is the prestige miniseries, standalone books, right? The third thing in this three-legged stool is we have a weekly shonen jump style anthology book. damn you yes yes and that there is the same thing i put on i said oh shit really? I, have, I have do a dc comics manga magazine well <laughs> but but it's not it's not manga style it oh, is just, okay well that's it where is, it differs yeah it is it's not manga style it is just it is that format it's anthology it features younger up-and-coming artists they can use any of the ip in dc stable right well, the, they, the, are I, they doing it now? Because they have what? DC has quarterly books that I buy that are the prestige format that are anthologies that have different oh, stories. Yeah, like the like the the summer the booster gold and uh, blue beetle was in the last one. Yeah, normally they do a, but I don't know if they put new talent on it. See, my 
my thing is these are not so like I I got inspired by this actually looking back at the Golden Age right and I saw there was an old Fawcett title that they that they probably own called Nickel Comics so these would be like dollar comics right and 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 the price point's key it has to be cheap because it's going to be digital only you can there's an app you can subscribe to it like the Shonen Jump app they're big right but they are anthologies so what you know I, i'm also thinking of like the 2000 ad model right you might yeah. jump in one week and it's got batman wonder woman but also blue beetle and you know and more obscure characters and readers can just do what or the creators can just do whatever they want with them right just fun stories interesting stories but if readers just want a comic and they're like, oh, God, they're up to, like, issue 583 of Batman. I just want to read a short Batman story. Oh, look, Batman's in this week's dollar comic. I'll just go pick that up, right? Yeah. So that's the jumping on point for new readers. Um, it, it has to be frictionless. It has to be smooth. It has to be entertaining. And it has to be a value proposition, right? I mean, I'm honestly thinking about the length of a Shonen Jump. I mean, every one of those issues is what, like... 80 90 pages i mean it's like a it's like a golden age uh uh length comic um those things were enormous and if you could if we don't have the kind of comics industry here in the west like japan has where they can knock out this stuff a lot but i think if you tapped into a lot of young raw fresh talent paid them properly but staggered them so that you have different creators every couple of weeks you could be able to knock it out so yeah that's that's my idea i still think about those shonen jump books that how thick they were yeah. i know maybe not as thick were, as shonen jump, but but not <laughs> yeah. 16 not not 16 pages of one character that that's what's frustrating me right is i don't mind the 16 pages because again it only costs like you know a cheap amount but i just I, I looked at those titles and I'm like, so is this the current Flash book? Like, I just, I didn't know. Yeah, and it is very it, hard I, to follow. I think it's that kind of confusion that just, if if I'm a fan of the Flash TV show and I'm like, you know, I know he's a comic character. I want to go read this character. You go into Comixology or even DC Universe, you are overwhelmed with just that month's options right for one character and i'm like we got to streamline this shit we got to get there's one batman book one superman book one flash book they come out monthly there's an anthology that features these characters in them right but it doesn't have their name in the title it's not dollar comics featuring superman it's just dollar comics right and then there's the black label stuff so uh how many how many books do you think dc put out in january Oh God! Singles, floppies. Thirty. Oh God. At least thirty. Ninety-eight. Yeah, I, holy. Yeah. See, that's the problem. They. Well, the thing is, is some of the titles double dip each month. So you had your Justice League had two books. So yeah, I was just really? looking at these numbers, and it's uh, just yeah. You can you can uh, find them online, and they'll rank like. Like the top ten books, man. DC does well with uh, all the Batman family books. Their DC, their deceased series, <laughs> Death Metal, and then their their number ten was Strange Adventures, which is yeah. weird because that Tom King book I thought would be the top. No, their their other stuff outsells him. So, Kyle, you got a plan to increase readers? I honestly, 
missed this question, so I'm gonna I'm I actually kind of like well, kind of like with what Josh is saying, but I kind of like where uh, Danny was going. So kind of like the idea of a, a manga compilation kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So let me build off of that. So so I think go because because this whole throughout these all these months of you know quarantine and isolation, like I've really dove into manga and anime, and and I like I like all the stuff they do. Shonen Jump does all these like the contest and they have top rankings like surveys and stuff for, for your favorite characters. They make it very interactive. Uh, they, they're in the middle of like their new, their contest for new, for where, where mangaka, uh, they, they submit their mangas and like people vote, like, you know, creators look at them and they're like, okay, what's going to be coming up next in Shonen. Uh, so I wanted just to, because we know there's a lot of talent now everywhere that is very, inspired by manga and, and the style let's just do a a dc comics theme manga magazine yep. you get you get all these talented people you tell them this is a character you can do whatever you want you can have this run on the magazine as you know as long as your story needs to be mm-hmm. uh this comes out maybe quarterly or in you know something like that is just a big anthology book of uh and we can even have them as part of the app where for a similar price to Shonen Jump, like two, three dollars a month, you get all this stuff and you, you can get to read it. You have access to it, and it's just a jumping on point for new readers. Well, it's what I, uh, Tokyo Pop used to do. Like they they had a like, create yep. their own, you make your own series, and that's what I think would be cool. Like I think plus it brings something new to the market. It's like you no, know, again, we have yeah. a typical comic book, but now people are kind of getting their favorite characters in a more, more of a manga style art. Yeah, and and even yeah. keep it keep it black and white, like. So yeah, so oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Even mine would be black and white. Yeah, just so it, it's it's first of all, it's it's cheaper to produce if you're going to print it, but also it, yeah. you get through it faster. Uh, we'll have you know a few pages that are color, like in anniversary issues and stuff like, or like a like a launch series, just like just like manga. Yep. Uh, yep. I think Shonen Jump. The the reason they've been very successful, especially with the app, is because the app is just for market penetration into the West and other countries. Yeah. Right. They already have mm-hmm. a proven product in in Japan, but but we're getting to a point where like with this and webtoons and stuff like that, where more people from all over the world because of the internet they want to do the manga style, but they're not in Japan. They're not doing all the same stuff. Like they can follow mm-hmm. some of the same tropes, but they're not they're not as, like, specifically the same things. Like I know in a few, like we're getting an anime that's based off of like mesoamerican culture which i'm very excited for Ooh, yeah that's uh, awesome so like yeah now it can be about anything and why not dc comics which we already have a big lore and mythology the other thing is free digital codes in all books floppies traits and hardcovers good man good that man w- that work a hundred percent of the time wait, what's a floppy yeah. <laughs> Oh wait, I can answer that. I, I wrote that entry. <laughs> uh, th- I think it's three and a half or five and a quarter. I don't. I don't know what kind of floppy we're using. <laughs> if you have well, a five and a quarter floppy floating around, more power I, to you. I have the one thing that will save DC. I have the one way to increase sales on all their comics. Okay. Every issue will say the Snyder Cut on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh god that's so uh, but no my real answer is actually to get more dc books into the libraries um 
I know a lot of us use Hoopla and stuff. And so I got back on um, my library to see, because I hadn't used it in years to see what books were available. And there are zero DC books available at my library. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, you're basically trying to get a book into a place you know, for free, but the library still buys it. You're going to get tons of eyes on it. If a kid goes to a library who can't go to a comic shop or doesn't have an iPad, you know, with a comiXology subscription, yep. he can go to the library. You can get yep. these books in front of kids if you would just put them out there. I mean, um, it was just, I don't know. It, it, it's weird going to your library and you look in the comic section and it is just dominated uh, by manga. I mean, yeah. there is there was yeah. really no American comics in there, and, uh, and even you have the, the manga section dominates the American comic trade paperback section too. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what it would take, but I think DC needs to just have someone who manages the libraries and can get those physical, digital, whatever it takes uh, to get to get that out because there are kids looking for stuff to read and they're just going to pick what they can have access to. And a lot of it uh, that I saw was just, well, actually a lot of the really young stuff, they had captain underpants, the scholastic God. format books, a lot right. of stuff like that. Uh, but just not a lot of superheroes to choose from, you know, and that almost sounds like it's not, I mean, just in speaking with the, the few librarians I know that almost sounds like it's not, what what necessarily their readership wants at the library but accessibility through the through the vendors li libraries have to use to buy books if dc and warner brothers and at&t are just not making their books available through those vendors because they're giant dicks yeah. then then that's on dc that's a bad look particularly if you can find a shitload of marvel stuff and i know you can yeah. on like the hoopla app right so um and it may yeah, just be God. my library because I know Dallas County had a lot more. A lot of you had special deals with the city you live in that ties yeah. into Dallas. Yeah, that could be. So we, yeah, we don't we don't have anything like that. So, uh, next question. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod on Twitch at Next Issue and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at clay underscore harrison kyle at kylepedia adrian at adrian underscore harry daniel at echo spider and josh at cosmosis hail bebo